Welcome to the Watch OK Please podcast, a podcast where three friends try to convince each other to devote what little time they have left to watch more TV and or movies than they've ever wanted to watch. Please join us while we argue about our media cues and waste everyone's valuable time on things that just don't matter. Hey, Watchers, it's Nyan, and thank you for joining us for more incessant rambling about a show you may or may not care about on episode 68 of the Watch OK Please podcast. Seriously, folks, thank you for either sticking with us or joining us for the first time. We really appreciate it. This week, Dan and Jason give their feedback on the show Mythic Quest, which is available on Apple+. And in doing so, we feel older than usual when we dig into what the kids are into nowadays and what Human Resources actually does because no one is really sure. And then we try and figure out the appeal of Twitch, uh, with moderate success. Last week I gave Dan and Jason different options as to which of the first five episodes of Mythic Quest to watch. And as a heads up, going into this episode, we spoil the first season pretty hard. So once you listen to this, there really is no going back to season one unspoiled. So if you hate spoilers as much as I do, you definitely want to pause this episode now and watch up to at least episode 5 of Mythic Quest. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Or just give us a shout on our social media pages. We will probably respond. If you have a show or movie you want us to watch, or just something you want us to randomly mention on air, leave us a voicemail on our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash watchokplease. All right, Watchers, let's get into this week's expansion pack and hope it's not as buggy as the last one. Hey, Watchers, it's Nyan. Welcome back to uh, the feedback for Mythic Quest, Raven's Banquet, at least for season one. This show is currently available on Apple Plus, And as of recording, there are two full seasons available and season three is currently ongoing. So, Jason and Dan, what did you think of Mythic Quest? So... Uh, the way I would describe this show is I'm watching, I'm watching, and the whole time I'm going, man, I just wish I was watching Silicon Valley right now. <laughs> oh. You know, it, it was okay. It was good. It was not bad. I feel like that was a little harsh. Not unfair, but harsh. It's okay. It's not bad. I, I thought there was a great setup, great characters. I, I think there was a lot of potential there. I do have some like questions about whether or not that potential gets met in the show. I found like, I I kept like waiting for, I I found that like, I didn't necessarily find it as funny as I was hoping I would find it. And I'll dig more into that. Like what I mean by that later. And like some of my like more specific thoughts, but you know, for me, well, Dan, what, what did you think? And then I'll give you a little bit more of my thoughts. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I totally do understand understand your your comment. I, I full disclosure, I have not finished Silicon Valley, but I do understand like where you're coming from there. You know, from someone who I don't play MMORPGs, but I obviously am tangential to them, and people that I talk to or hanging with on Discord, etc. You know, th- some of them are, and so like I do have to have like a little bit of you know understanding and knowledge and. You know, and again, I, I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't play D&D either, but I, ha- I have tangential knowledge from other people that I know. So that being said, I think I, I think I had a little bit, I might have had some more to grab on because at least I, I'm like tangential to some of the topics that are within these episodes here. And so I, I definitely, you know, I definitely did enjoy it. 
And I think that, you know, I definitely do love the cast a lot. I thought like the, the, the cast did a lot of really, you know, excellent. There's a lot, a lot of cool key antagonistic and also other types of relationships that are existing here. And, you know, some of the characters are very almost caricatures of themselves in some ways. And it, that, that kind of extreme kind of you know, push there for me was also kind of comical as well. And again, the situational comedy, you know, that we knew this was going to happen with this kind of writing here. See, but for so. me, for me, that was one of the things I actually didn't like about it. I, I didn't love mm. the fact I felt like the characters were too far. Too far out. Like one of the thoughts I kept having was just some of these relationships that were going on with these characters. Just like they didn't feel earned. Like I didn't see how we ever mm. got there. And you know, like with a lot of the characters, I'm like, okay, so this guy is supposed to be the CEO, um, right. and this character is supposed to be the lead engineer. And you know, the mm-hmm. engineer, you could sort of see how she's the lead engineer. the The guy running the company, it makes no sense. Like he's totally incompetent. How is he? <laughs> like, why was he made CEO of this company or whatever title he has? I forget what they they give him, but you know, why did he get this job? If everyone's making fun of the, him, no one has any respect for him, and he's not any good at what he does. Maybe I'm overthinking this for a couple. Well, okay, well, we're, we're making assumptions. We're making assumptions that you know that that every business leader that's out there of a company actually does a good job. I mean, as we're as we're as we're speaking about you know the flip flop of Bob's over there at Disney, for example, just coming to mind right now. <laughs> But it's not even that he doesn't do a good job. It's that I don't think he does a job. I don't think you see him actually mm-hmm. do anything of substance in any of these episodes. He's he's a micromanager. If he sees something that irks him, he has to step in and do something about it. Which is which again doesn't is not an official job title. I do I do see the point because that's David Hornsby's character, right? That um, mm-hmm. I keep just calling him Brickety Cricket, and maybe that's why it works <laughs> for me because every time I pop some uh, come on screen, I would just yell, "Goddamn street rat." <laughs> and I keep equating him with this uh, character from It's Always Sunny, and maybe that's why I didn't. It didn't bother me as much that he doesn't seem to do much, and he is kind of bad at his job and and kind of pointless. I think that might have been why it didn't bother me as much because I think what you're saying is a valid criticism, mm-hmm. but for me, it didn't pull me out of the show. Mm. I, I, you know, to be fair, I don't think it pulled me out of the show either. It just didn't feel earned would be the way I'd describe it. Like I, I, you know, like if you watch the office as comparison, I, in my head, I kept making all these comparisons to the office as I was watching this and I'm sitting there going, you know, okay. You know, Michael Scott is always portrayed as this incompetent boss, but we have two other Mm. things. One, we have our Jim Halpert who sort of anchors us to the real world to say like, okay, well, you know, what's his perspective on this whole experience and two, we do actually get moments where we're shown that Michael Scott isn't a total tool and we can see how he got this job. He may not be good at it, but you at least follow why he got that job. And again, I feel like I'm taking this way too seriously. <laughs> it is funny. There's a lot of funny stuff. I loved F. Murray Abraham. Oh He's my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I forget what his character's name. The writer. Law- CW, yeah. 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 Uh, the he, he, he was a trip. Oh, Joe! Yeah, Joe is Joe is hilarious. Yeah, she like all her crazy stuff with you know whatever. Okay, I'm blanking on what she does now. <laughs> I should. Well, that. I mean, I mean, I mean, all of her stuff with uh, uh, with with, with Pootie, You know, I mean, that was crazy. Who? Yeah, I think he's doing an excellent job. 
when you compare him to the the role I know him best for, which is Abed and Community, and right? It's starkly different. It feels I, very different. You're getting your it, it stuff. There's the character called Pootie. Oh, the, I mean, the, oh, the character. Mean Pootie too. I'm sorry. I, I meant Pootie Shoe. I should have said this full full thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's a true. I mean Pootie Shoe. Pootie, who's great. Yeah, that, that, yeah. yeah Pootie and a Pootie. Yeah. I feel like that in my head when I hear about certain campaigns people do, and I see this a little bit with like you know with Apex because I'm playing that right now, Apex Mobile right now, and in my mind like all these conversations happening behind closed doors. You know, what are we going to do about this? You know, how can we tie it to this? How can we, what, you know? And then like you bring in you know the monetization piece of it too. That was like, again, I, it's just all these things. It's like, I think about it sometimes in the back of my head when I'm playing the game, but it's usually not in the foreground, but it's like, Oh, something, oh they, they could be making a lot of money off me if I wanted to spend more money on this game, but I don't. So it's like, yeah. So a lot of things kind of fit into my head in that regard, but yeah. So I actually have to ask kind of thinking about the, the points you guys are making, how far did either of you get in the show? And did you take my, suggestion in terms of diverging on in terms of dan just going through one to four and then jason skipping four and going to five yeah i i i, I, w- I was planning to hit four and uh because i was uh been crazy sick these past five days it's been kind of and and with my both my sons and my wife also being sick it just was like a mess of trying to get through things uh, this past week uh work's also been tough too so I, I did not fully get through all of episode four yet so i'm, I'm, I'm just starting i just i'm like five ten minutes into it right now Gotcha. So I watched all the way through four. I then also watched five. Wow. I watched six and maybe seven uh, also. I, I liked it. Well done. So well done, clear. man. I do like the show overall. <laughs> I did not I get spent that impression. The whole time going, like, I wish this was a better <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah. So, Dan, you haven't seen episode five, have you? No, no, I'm not there yet. All right. Yeah. Well, I think we got to spoil it, right, Nyan? Like, we got to say, yeah, what I think it, I it's do. fine. It's it's fine. I have I get I have like certain feelings of what might come next, so it wouldn't might not surprise me, or it might surprise me. We'll see. So I'm pretty sure what happened is after four episodes, they said, you know what? What if we made a show better than this show? <laughs> this is like an experiment, uh, and they made literally a completely separate show with Jake Johnson and Christina Milioti who are fantastic. Like, literally, I don't know why there isn't a full network show just starring those two people. They're amazing. And they're, like, the most charismatic people. And it's just a total standalone episode about the history of this video game company that's... I I forget it. I think it's tangentially related to the video game, the Mythic Quest. Right, Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very tangential. Not to explain... I guess we can... I can spoil. No, just it, spoiling yeah. it. It's spo- spoilers. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. yeah so it, they just happen to share an office. The the Mythic Quest office took over the office from this other video game company that existed right. before them. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I and I think you know, I, I that's one of the things I was wondering about because you know we're, we're we're being dropped in to just before Raven's Quest, right? So like, so that's the thing is that there's this whole section of history yeah. that we're yeah. Um, yeah. No, but, I think it's just after Raven's Quest has, has I think literally you maybe you're right, like I think the first episode was like the day before they launched. The, it was yeah, it was like, like less than yeah, it was less it was less than twenty four hours before they launched. But yeah. yeah. But the point is is like, you know, there's all this history from when he made the original game and when his company grew to the size that it is right now, you know, even though he made the game first, right? Over time, you know, all these other people came on and, and the dynamics are changing. 
So it's one of those things I was wondering in my head. But this is the episode five is even before that. Like it, it is completely. Yeah, well, I, what I was, I was saying is I was expecting a, a kind of a curve backwards. I just didn't know it was going to go that far back is my point. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. That's what I'm getting. That's what I was getting at. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So it's totally standalone. It's like the, the meeting, the marriage, divorce of this couple who create a video game together. And it's fantastic. And it's really great. And yeah, nice. I'm just, I, it's I don't know what that says about a show though. Like if you go on IMDb and read online, everyone's like, "Man, episode five's the best," and it's like that has nothing to do with the show. <laughs> it's everyone's favorite. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you could make an argument about the Book of Boba Fett, you know, because everyone's favorite episodes of the Book of Boba Fett were the Mandalorian episodes. They weren't the Boba. They weren't any almost anything about Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. True. But I, I see your point about wanting to be a better show. It, you know, with that impression, I think I, I still liked it, even with, you know, that episode five being definitely one of my favorites. I do still feel like the show still kept me engaged. I like it better than Silicon Valley, I would say. Interesting. I did, yeah, which I, I got through like at least three seasons, if not four. And it just got tedious after a while because it felt like, oh, OK, so Pied Piper's going to screw something up. And then <laughs> miraculously at the end of the season, it'll be fine. And then maybe there'll be another problem at the beginning of next season. I, I do agree with that. I think that is a very fair assessment of the show. What I think, though, I liked better, though, about Silicon Valley is they would just have these really accurate, like, ripped from the real world scenarios of what's happening in Silicon Valley. Like, I remember in even in one of the later seasons, cryptocurrency starts becoming a thing. Right. In fact, there's a scene in a later season of Silicon Valley where they're diving around in a like a garbage dump somewhere looking for a little USB stick that has a crypto key to like an early cryptocurrency. <laughs> it's like I've, Wild. I've got 800 million dollars in here somewhere. Keep Dang. working people. And just like little things like that. And you know, I realize that's a different show and they do different things. You know, with this show I can sort of see the bones and you can see where like some of that it's always sunny uh, in Philadelphia uh, yeah. energy and this idea of like all these people like bullshitting around with one another. But in always and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. They're all losers. Like that's the point. They're from Philadelphia and they're losers. This show is about moderately successful people. And even if I'm willing to buy that, they're like, you know, okay, they're not perfect. They have their foibles. But at the same time, you know, I, I don't like see where they got their success from. I'm, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. It just didn't always work for me. And again, I'm being overly negative. There was tons of hysterical things I could point out. But I'm, I'm just not right now. I think that the, the sometimes the subject matter in which a show is based on can also, you know, kind of move you in a specific direction, you know, positive, negative, or even in between in that regard. Uh, but now that you, now that all this, you know, this kind of parallelism we're talking about with the uh, Silicon Valley and this, it, now I'm wondering, should I actually go, should I actually go back and then like rewatch like the seat, like certain seasons, like in parallel with this to see, like to see a kind of a, a more interesting kind of juxtaposition that you guys are talking about. I think, I think it might be, that might be kind of fun. So I might have to consider that if I have some downtime in January. So bonus content. Go for it. Yeah, bonus content. Yeah, with a little bit with you know episode three, I think specifically with you know again 
you know, just throw out there the Nazis, you know, the, you know, this is the kind of, this is something that community managers always have to deal with out there. You know, how do we police, but not kind of, you know, you know, break up or, you know, ban people from the community kind of thing. And this is a struggle that a lot of people have to deal with in the community out there. So. So is it so hard though? Like you just set a policy saying no Nazis. Right. Right. Again, but again, I think that depending upon when, where, where you came in, Again, if you were an early MMORPG where you where maybe you didn't have this kind of expectation or knowledge, you're the first one. You might not have had to known about this, but if you were if you came out say even within the past six years, I would hope you have a policy before you come out the door. Yeah, and, and but, if it was that easy, wouldn't Twitter be Nazi free? <laughs> that's, that's different. That's like Twitter. Like that's literally all you do is you go out and say Nazi stuff. And I thought it was semi-Nazi free before Musk bought it. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, but now that Musk has right. bought it, it, it's kind of gone back. It was, it was slightly Nazi free. They were, they were right. letting them slip in every once in a while and just hang out. There were, po- there were, po- there were pockets right. that were but, there. But there was a policy. And if you were sitting there spouting Nazi stuff, you would get banned, which is all right. you have to do. And it's not perfect. But literally, they're like, well, there's Nazis on our platform. What do we do about it? You're like, well, if someone announces they're a Nazi, you ban them. Like, why is that so right. complicated? Okay. One of my favorite things, though, from that episode is they had that whole scene where they were creating, uh, they had a little focus group, uh, the diversity and inclusion group were debating how to handle this. The ethics community, yeah. And yeah, they yeah. created like a whole board to work their way through like things that would get you like what was the biggest problem they were facing in terms of that? Yep. Yep. And you know, they had Nazis, they had all sorts of other, you know, things. I think cannibals were on there. Cannibals, child traffickers. Yeah, they Did you see what ranked second though? Above all those other things other than Nazis, what was the number two problem that they had to possibly deal with? Patriots fans. <laughs> oh yes, I did see that. I forgot. I didn't write that down. But I, I, I forgot about. It. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's I a did problem. See that. <laughs> it's a concern. Serious concern. Yeah, it, really, I mean, really. Patriots fans. What about the Eagles fans? I, I was, yeah, I was, I was going to say they're 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 they. Patriots are not alone. If you're adding the Patriots in, there's plenty of other fandoms you have to add in as well. No, not other fans. Just the Eagles. Just the Eagles. <laughs> in fact, that was the weekend. I think I was watching this the same weekend that the Commanders were playing the Eagles. No, you know, no way. Lines of of Commanders fans going to the game in Philadelphia, and they were like, "I got out. I survived." <laughs> you know, someone got in a fight with my seven year old, but I fought him off. Jeez. I just thought Raiders Jeez. fans were the worst. Like they don't have a great reputation either. They, no, they don't. No. But yeah, but I, I I guess we just hear more about it, I guess, being on the being on the East Coast. And also, you know, with Rob McElhenney being the creator one of the creators of the show, you're gonna get a lot of Eagles love. So that's so fair. Eagles that's fans were never gonna be on that list. Yeah, that was uh I was watching uh do you ever see that episode of It's Always Sunny where they go to the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah. That physically hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, but, but I just I still thought it was amazing though that they had they managed to get a whole bracket on the on the other side of the board there. That was amazing. Yeah, I was just I was dying. So 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 I guess my my question is here is that so what is your favorite character out of everyone here? I'm curious to see for both of you. Like, who is your favorite character? I mean, Poppy's good. 
I like Poppy. She's uh, she's pretty funny consistently. I thought Joe is hysterical, mm. the assistant. Yeah. And uh, F. Mary Abraham with his yeah. uh, writer character, I thought was hysterical. Yeah, I, I kind of leaned toward, I was back and forth between Poppy and, and uh, CW. Like between those two, th- they were killing it. Absolutely. Yeah, I I yeah, I I I loved Poppy from like, you know, from day one. I mean, I I worked for a um company that that that, that does uh and I was you know, I was working in a scrum environment and whatnot, so it's like I I I was almost feeling her pain because you know, I I would talk with the head of, head of development every now and then about some stuff that I I I wanted to kind of push into the into the into the uh uh and whatnot. And, and it was always really interesting to see like the pain that they ha- they that they they confront on a daily basis sometimes. So I so I never you know felt something from a little kinship there, if you will. Fair enough. Having sat in some of those scrum meetings, just as a casual observer, I, I kind of get it. Yeah, when you're at a when you're at a stand up, not everyone will actually stand up, so to speak. <laughs> so, but yeah, but that being said, she did make that one really horrible faux pas in episode three. She called a DP. Oh god! <laughs> I, I literally almost hit a spit take when I was watching. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty bad. I'm like, I just like, I just, I, I like lost it. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, but there was a lot of really, really like you said, Jason. There's a lot of really funny moments all across all these. And I, I, I love. I obviously, you know, being a Star Wars fan, I definitely love the whole "Who is the Masked Man" bit. You know, that 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 definitely hit me. You know. I'm like I, I was thinking in my head like wait 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 where you, I know we're going with this I know we're going with this okay <laughs> what the, the fact that they had no idea who the masked man was no well that and that they built they literally just you know they backed they backed into just making it Darth Vader pretty much so <laughs> so the, the, so oh, I'm like I, I saw I saw it coming like five minutes like before I even 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 were getting there I'm like oh I see where this is going so but and and the fact that. What's his face? Uh, the he he got his license plate as Nymph Daddy. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's just like you know you, you you lean into that way too hard, dude. Ooh, speaking of characters who are our favorites, uh, there is one other character who I thought I super appreciated, Human Resources Lady. Oh yes, Human yes, yes triple Never yes. The credit that is due. Human no. Resources Lady was awesome. For listeners at home who do not know, I happen to be married to Human Resources Lady. Yep. Uh, and I will say, and, and she will tell you that's exactly what happens with her job. Yep. You know, not quite the personal problems, but nobody really knows what right. Human Resources does. So people go right. to them for all the wrong things. Right. Oh, she's brilliant. She was brilliant. Ekperigen. I recently listened to uh, her WTF interview with Mark Marin. Oh, nice. They dubbed it in more. And if you like her, they start. They figured out how good she was, and then started get, getting her more involved in season two and and definitely season three. So that oh, nice. nice oh, that's great news. I, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Because yeah, oh my god, I, I didn't feel. I felt like she was underused that first season, and then they they finally figured out how funny she was. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's only in the first episode, maybe the second. Yeah, yeah. What I saw of the first season, yeah, but she's hysterical. They, yeah, they do not lean on her enough. Uh, she's really good, one hundred percent. Yeah, and she's actually she's a stand up comedian who's got a, I think at least one Netflix special out there on one of those 
one of those compilations. So if oh, you nice. have a chance to check out Naomi Perigen, definitely recommend checking out her stand-up. She's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, definitely have to check that out. Yeah. Gotta check that out. I also, um, Pootie Shoe. <laughs> you've got younger kids. Yep. <laughs> Do your kids watch that kind of stuff yet? They they'll they don't watch they're not into the whole gaming culture so you know PewDiePie and like all the all the you know XQC all those people they don't necessarily watch those kinds of people right now like they're more into like the the kitty kind of stuff basically so they'll watch people unboxing you know Lego stuff and that kind of stuff but it, it, it's nothing to that level of of uh, you know host kind of uh, hosted streams kind of thing they're they're not really much into that so wait but Jason yeah, do your my kids, kids watch that stuff? have mostly outgrown it. Okay. Are they, are they they don't watch like streamers and people play like they watch some. They don't no, they actually don't watch too much of that. I I know my mm-hmm. older one used to watch more of it uh a couple mm-hmm. years ago. And fortunately, he, I think he saw PewDiePie a couple times but never got into PewDiePie cuz okay. I find that man offensive. Yeah. And just I, I don't know, some of them are But know, like, that being said, you know, South Park South Park when they made Eric Cartman the parody of that, that was amazing. <laughs> Cartman, brah. But, uh, yeah, even that's the thing. When you're 14, I think you've already outgrown that stuff. Hopefully, ideally. Yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I know a couple guys who, kind of creators, who also do some streams on the side. And I'll occasionally pop them on, like, if I'm doing something else and I just want to, you know, I'm half watching kind of thing. It's not bad, but they're not the kind of people that are, you know, spouting complete nonsense while they're playing the game they're actually half interacting with the chat answering questions chillaxing you know so it's it's a way different kind of vibe than 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 those kinds of streamers i was actually hoping one of your kids could explain to me the appeal of twitch because i don't get it in terms of live streaming because i try to go in occasionally and just watch stuff because during the pandemic there were there were comedians i knew they were doing streams that i actually were kind of just individual comedy shows and those were cool and they still there's still groups of comedians that that do that kind of regularly on twitch and then there are the people who just hang out and talk and don't say anything or they just it's just women hanging around in bikinis uh doing yep. squats and then if you sub if you subscribe to their channel maybe they'll write uh your name on their body and then do some squats amaranth so, <laughs> And Excuse me. <laughs> they're making so much more money money than I am. I don't get why people want to watch that. So, okay. So I something I, I, I've heard about channels like that, when you're like, why are people watching this? Is a lot of times, I think there's places like, there's some countries where you can't access pornography at uh, all. Right. I know Indonesia, the fourth largest country in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think there are ways with VPNs and stuff. But what someone right. explained to me once is uh, with things like that, a lot of times it's countries like Indonesia, which will have really high viewership for these channels where you're like, why on earth would anybody watch this? Like sort of this soft pornography that is exists right. on Twitch. ASMR. Yeah, I see what, that makes sense. ASMR just doesn't make any sense to me. I find it very annoying. Just speak up. Come on. Well, well they're the ones, that, the people that have the the micro attachments that they literally will make out with now. And it, it's gotten to these crazy extremes. Again, again you know, this, we, we, we may be, you can say you're okay, Boomer, here right now while you're watching, while you're listening to us, basically. But yeah. It, what do you mean by make out? 
They like literally make out and record. They lick. They they, like, they 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 kiss the they kiss the microphone and they Aww. they basically, yeah. Some people are into that. Again, it may, maybe because maybe it's just seeing them in the bikini in in, in a hot tub or you know playing with you know foam or the cases isn't enough. And you want to get some an additional audio visual component. Like this is what they might give to you. Maybe I don't know. But okay, the only image I have in my head right now. Is Nyan in a bikini <laughs> with his microphone on Twitch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has more money than he ever has in his just, life. So, so, just, I wasn't going to mention this until, until you know the the new year, basically. But we're watching an OnlyFans. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and again, that's that's a whole other kind of um, component. But yeah, but there are these the, the cuties, as they referred to there. Again, they will live and practically live and die by by his word, and that's not off base. It that's one hundred percent real, which is which is scary in some cases. So, yeah, and I, I think it's just too old to to fully appreciate it because despite <laughs> having grown up playing video games and yeah. enjoy and will I will occasionally like watch videos of people playing stuff to get ideas of like you know I'm thinking Starcraft like when I back when I was sure. playing that. Good. Good, that's good. That's like, good. I, I good you're actually getting ideas, that. though, to actually play the game, yeah. right? Yeah. Not just watching someone probably doing a very good job playing, but then I'm good. I, well, I, I can just yeah. go play on my own. You guys, I'll, I'll, I'll go home. Right. And I thought it was kind of the equivalent. It might be the closest thing to the equivalent of what what we used to do back in like junior year of college, where I would watch my sweet mates play games. Yes. And yes. Because we just messed around and like make dumb jokes. And I'm like, oh, Twitch is that equivalent, but I I can't make the jump. Yeah, well, again, I mean, our, us watching FF8, you know, in in your common room, man, that that was yeah. a whole other experience, man. Right, right. Because we all knew everybody. We, you know, we all have this, we, again, we, again, it was a different kind of vibe, I think. And I know a lot of people in, the, you know, discords and whatnot, but I think that I could never be part of those other larger channels just because I just don't think I I would identify with most of the people in 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 the in the in the chat there at all. That's fair. I I really tried to make the effort to figure it out to the point where yeah. I found out one of my wife's former coworkers had a channel and I subscribed to it. And then no way, I just try and watch it. And I was like, wow, this dude is so boring. How? Do, who was watching this? Wow. And then she would just get annoyed because I don't want him to figure out that you're watching this and have to deal with this at work. So I wow. stopped. I'm sorry, Devin. I unsubscribed. <laughs> wow. Well, again, I think the key thing here, the takeaway of what you're saying, Nine, is that they weren't doing this for ire. Oh, God. That deep cuts. Deep, deep yes. Stuff. Starcraft cuts, my friend. Yes. But, yeah, yeah. I mean... That being said, you know, heading back into uh, into Mythic Quest here, um, I have to say though that Rachel and Dana are adorbs. Oh yeah, I, do. I like the testers. They're not amazing, yeah. but I enjoy them. Yeah, I I just thought like they like they're kind of like you know again I haven't seen as far as you or Jason obviously, but it's more innocent kind of flirting, if you will. Um, at that point where you know up through episode three and into four basically. And so it's interesting to see that dynamic there. But I thought they were I thought they were adorable together. That's what I thought. So again, not mind blowing, you know, across the board here, but it was I thought it was uh, an interesting dynamic there between the testers there. And they logged over a hundred bugs in a night. You know, that was uh, pretty pretty impressive, I have to say. See, I'm gonna be 
Debbie Downer here again, or nitpicky Jason. So like, okay, but here was the thing with the testers. Like, why are they here? Like, what is the purpose? It's like, okay, we have this video game company and we're creating a video game. Oh, and we have these two characters who barely interact with anyone else in a whole nother room who you could literally just write out and it would change nothing about the show. I, I do realize, like, later on, they get... Except for, well, except, except for the ethics committee. Seen, they get slightly more of a, of a piece uh, or, or contribution, particularly one of them who um, gets a bigger role as the season moves nice. on. Nice. But at the same time, at least from the get-go, you could just write them out and you, like, wouldn't even notice. It would not affect anything in the main story there, I think. Well, again, with me coming from like a, you know, a development perspective, because I work on this every day, you know, uh, you know, QA is part of the inherent process. And again, they may not be inherently interesting people or characters and whatnot. So you know that the, it's happening, right? Again, right. if they did, if they had, if they showed zero QA people ever on screen for the entire first season, it, I'd say, okay, well, it's just happening in the background. I mean, because clearly this is, this has to happen. Otherwise things wouldn't go, go to launch, right? You know, there's, there's a whole reason why this sure. happens, but, but like, but yeah, but I, 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 see what, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nothing to do with the job or that this is right. a valuable right. job. I'm right. sure there are many right. valuable jobs there, but we don't necessarily need to see all of them. What as characters are they bringing to the show in mm-hmm. their interactions with other characters? And okay. We have a good scene with F Murray Abraham and uh, with what's her name? Like I'm literally looking on the IMDb page and I have to like scroll <laughs> through to find where their characters show up because it takes them that unseriously. Oh, Ashley Birch, Rachel. Right. Rachel. Yeah. You know, like it's a good scene. I like watching F Murray Abraham and, and her interact, but at the same time, I'm just like, why is this character in the show? What is her purpose? What is her role? And how does it add to the, the story? which I didn't always find. All right. For the viewers at home, I feel like Nyan's staring at me like, you fool. <laughs> no, no. He, 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 he's, 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 consider, he's considering. He's considering your, your, what you're, you're talking about. Because I think maybe it makes more sense if you're closer to the, the industry. And I, I think that's, that's the trickier part for, for trying to pull in folks who have no interest in video games and aren't like, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, either involved in the, the tech industry who follow this stuff or are, are familiar with the production line mm. because a, a lot of the stuff that I got the impression, a lot of this stuff was kind of pulled from reality in the sense that when they keep referencing Montreal, they're talking about Ubisoft, the right. video game yeah. company that actually did help produce the show. Right. Um, so I, I think that that loss in terms of why, are the, why is this tester here that she's not bringing a, a ton to the table that relationship doesn't move the, the the story forward as much was kind of their attempt to both placate that uh, you know the folks that are going to expect to see all the all the aspects of the production line that you would expect mm. to be highlighted mm. uh, in the show with folks who aren't familiar with uh, aren't familiar with it at the same time this may potentially being their first intro to seeing the whole production process for a video game because when you compare that to something like a courtroom drama right. I know right. there's going to be a judge. I know there's going to be a prosecutor. There's a jury, bailiff, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I know where all those pieces fit in, but there aren't like a million shows about the creation of a video game. And so I think maybe I, I see it as a valid misstep potentially mm-hmm. with not 
integrating as much. I do think because of the the nature of the content, they had to do that in order to be, kind of make it work in in a way for a show that's n- covering covering ground that is hasn't been covered in the mainstream as much. Mm. So, but I think that now you say that nine, I think we have we need more bailiff representation in courtroom dramas right now because we haven't had enough of that since Night Court, re- legitimately. Bring me my bull, Shannon. Yeah. Yes. I actually was watching Night Court the other day. That's <laughs> Friday. <laughs> and I've heard that That's wild. Movie, if, I, if I recall correctly. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, again, everyone's playing that nostalgia play right now. I, speaking of which, I have to I have to go watch Willow later at some point. So, mm. but uh, yeah. But I I did I did thought it was very like you know like almost on the nose some of the like last names they chose for some people, like how Ian's last name is Grim, and how mm. uh, the community manager's last name is Gorgon. I, I thought some some of these like these, these last name choices I thought were very kind of on the nose a little bit. But yeah. it was kind of fun. It was funny. I'm like, oh, look what they did. It's like, it's like, I'm like the Leo. I'm like the Leo meme. I see what you did there. You know, kind of with, with my drink <laughs> in my hand. You know. So overall, do you, Jason, it sounds like you might not continue on with this. I think I'm going to try and get through the first season, okay, and then sort of play it from there. Um, I I know it gets a little weird towards the end of the first season because it's my understanding the pandemic happened towards the end mm-hmm. of the season. And so they couldn't quite finish and they had to do, they have uh, a pandemic episode. I know at one point, which I'm assuming is all done from home. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then I think there's one or two episodes after that to wrap up the season. So I think I'm going to finish the season just because I only have a few more episodes to go and I'm going to play it from there and see if it seems like it's heading in a direction where some of my qualms are getting resolved. My biggest one being I, I feel like the show needs an arc. And so maybe this is a question for you, Nyan, to help me decide if I keep watching. Mm. I feel like probably the biggest challenge for the show is there's sort of no journey for the show, right? Like we start with this show, they've already got a video game. They've already dropped the new season. It seems like a lot of the problems they're having are very low stakes. And there isn't really a lot that's driving the plot throughout the season. We do have some of the Masked Man stuff. Even that, I'm like, I don't really care. Is there something that, as you get into later seasons, sort of drives the plot more? Like, like over, you're saying overarching kind of arcs right. that, like a, that like bridge that bridge the, the mini ones. It's not like everything has yeah. to revolve around you know this season line storyline, but just something. You know, they're coming out with a new launch and they're trying to get funding for it, or they're you know they, I don't know, they get a hack and they're I don't know, just something mm, that, that is like a that would be a great storyline storyline. That gives everyone a sort of motivation. You said you got to episode seven. Is that right? Si- definitely six. I can't remember. I okay. might have been. In, I might have started seven. Okay. Yeah, I think season two does get ha- have a little bit more of an arc to it. I don't know if it's going to be enough to keep you going. I'll, I'll, I'll be mm. honest. Okay. Because if if the first season didn't didn't provide that. It, enough i i don't know if season season two will give that to you i do i, I do think it's worth a watch if you like the f Murray abraham character because mm-hmm. there are some there's one or two episodes that kind of focus on him and it, i found those mm. particularly interesting i i can see the concerns about it kind of meandering and not having a full very distinct plot driven arc to it and i don't know if that'll necessarily get better in season two i, I still think it's enjoyable and worth a watch but okay. if that is if that is detracting from hmm. the experience it might not be worth it. 
just something to get me going. Like, you know, you watch the the first seasons of The Office and there's this will mm-hmm. they, won't they between, you know, Jim and Pam. Or, right. Or, you know, Ross and Rachel on uh, Friends. On Friends, right? right. Yeah. Like, that's not necessarily the only reason why you're watching, but there's always like something out there that sort of is keeping you going and sort of like, oh, where's this going to go with them? And I haven't quite found that. But, you know, it sounds like you're suggesting there might be some things that give yeah. some level of... There's some level, yes. Hmm. Essentially, I'm saying there's yeah. some level of that. I don't know if, if, based on your reaction to the first season, if it's going to be enough to keep you going. To, okay. I don't want to lead you on. I don't want to mislead you. I'll be honest. Fair enough. Right. So uh, this apology was uh, taken from the uh, previous apology by to the San Diego Women's Museum. <laughs> no, sorry. Sorry. Um, no. Uh, in all seriousness, yeah. So I, I'm not going to be quite as salty as Michelle about the, about my response here. I'm definitely going to finish. I think uh, definitely season one for sure. Um, you know, again, I, 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 you know, hearing Jason's you know kind of point of view on this, I, I do you know, wonder some of the things he's wondering, basically, I don't know if it's going to detract me enough to not pursue beyond season one yet. But, you know, I, I again, I, I think I have a reasonable degree of confidence that based upon the subject matter, you know, and how it's tangentially related to, you know, development in, on, you know, in that regard, I think I might take more out of it, I guess, on a comical perspective. And that being said, you know, I think I might do the go back to Silicon where I left off and then kind of do the same thing. Uh, obviously, Silicon Valley has more seasons, obviously, uh, than, than this currently. So, but you know, I think it might be an interesting juxtaposition to see this level of character dynamic as it relates to development. This is the only TV show I can think of that focuses on video games, mm-hmm. right? Well, other than other, other than going for it. Uh, well, other than other than you know, uh, pro gaming, because there there is that one series on Paramount. Oh, players, that, yeah. That's, yes, that's a bit different, but yeah, that that came after Mythic Quest. Yes, I mean, but, was, but like we were saying, you were saying the pitch. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I guess I, it's not exactly the same. But if I if I understand correctly, Halt and Catch Fire, which was on AMC, was about kind of early computer development, but it wasn't strictly mm. about video games. So that's mm. very sure. much. I, I guess kind of goes back to an earlier episode where we talked about fan service. In, in essence, yep. be, this being one of the first you know, shows where it focused on the development of a video game and how it's created, you're, you're going to get a lot of the fit. It gets more fan service focused. And I think maybe they try to ride that a little bit too much. Hmm. Simple and folks who aren't interested in that. Right. Cause other, other, I mean, yeah, cause definitely not about video games, but you know, you, you think about, you know, the different movies that, that looked at, you know, say Facebook or Apple, like these tech companies, basically you had some more serious takes on or semi rip from the headlines kinds of ideas out there, social network, et cetera, you know, that those kinds of things out there. But comedic, comedic wise, I mean, you know, I think I'd be hard pressed to find a certain set of writers that would be able to balance basically the modern pop culture as it relates to video games. And then also not, you know, piss off a great amount of people that would be part of their viewing audience. So it's, that's, that's definitely a hard, hard, a line to walk, I'd say, out there. Because, again, some people take themselves too seriously. And, you know, when I talk about some things, I, I get that way, too. So I feel them. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I appreciate yeah. you guys giving this one a shot. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Th- that's what we thought.
Well, that happened, folks, which uh, brings us to the end of another episode of the Watch OK, Please podcast. We hope you had a good time listening to us spout more nonsense today and hope you join us next week for another exercise in utility. In the meantime, please rate and review us on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or just tell a friend about us. Until next week, keep on watching.